But you remember when uh, those working in grocery stores were the heroes? Remember that? You know, they were the front lines of this pandemic. And then several of the Canadian supermarkets that gave them a bump in pay, not only because they were heroes, but because they were working in stressful, dangerous times and often had childcare issues, uh, no way to get to work because transit really wasn't running all that well. Well, that was then. And this is now. And now Loblaw is the same store that uh, got $12 million worth of freezers bought for them with our money. While they've now informed their heroic staff that their pay is now going back to pre-pandemic levels. You know, the time is right, says Loblaws. So they're going to take that $2 extra. And I guess uh, they're too worried that it would uh, break into their record-breaking sales that they've had, certainly since this pandemic broke. But can they do that? Employment lawyer Gregory Sills joining us, an associate over at Semfiro Tamarkin. Good to have you, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. So, you know, this was a very small gesture that was done in the beginning of this pandemic. It was uh, one of those kind of no-brainers, but they're already taking it away. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, generally speaking, you know, other than to comply with minimum wage requirements, there aren't really any circumstances where an employer is legally required to provide a raise to its employees. And so, you know, in this light, by providing this wage premium to its staff during the COVID-19 pandemic, Loblaws and other grocers who followed suit provided something they didn't have to in order to create an incentive for an understandably unnerved staff to work on the front line. Now, despite the fact that the employer doesn't have to provide a raise, once a benefit or any other benefit for this matter uh, has been implemented, it can't simply be taken away. Now, because that benefit has become part of the employee's terms of employment, which is mm-hmm. the framework within which the employment relationship exists. However, if Loblaws was providing a benefit to his employees and it made it clear from the outset that this benefit was only temporary in nature, then they very well may have the authority to take this wage premium away at its sole discretion. So right. you know, keep, keeping in mind that, you know, grocers have established in-store PPE and social distancing measures to help protect consumers and employees, coupled with the gradual reopening of the economy and the fact that consumers are you know, not so much panic buying anymore. Um, it's not entirely surprising that now is the time that Law Laws has opted to remove this premium. Um, it, it is and it isn't, only because, you know, when you when you see the earnings of these grocery stores, and certainly they, they didn't suffer at all. They're not like the mom and pop shops that are still shut down and didn't get to open. And, uh, you know, the Costco, all these big, big places made fist over foot in, in money because people were bulk buying. I mean, we were buying stuff that we didn't even need just to have it in case we didn't. So they did very well during the pandemic. So it surprised me a little that they couldn't even wait, you know, Till we got rid of the first wave. I get that, and, and you know, I guess the the reality is that unfortunately their margin isn't one of the determinative factors when it's a temporary wage increase. Um, you know, in current circumstances, I guess it's worth noting that Loblaws has a heavily unionized workforce, and they advise they'll be providing employees with an additional bonus of two weeks' worth on the two of the two dollar premium. So, you know, by all accounts, if, if Loblaws is discontinuing the wage premium and the union is merely disappointed, as reported, then, you know, my interpretation would be that the, temp- the, the temporary nature of the incentive was clearly communicated at the outset. 
Okay, right, because all these things would have been done with lawyers, because you would think, well, once precedent is set, it would be very difficult to go back. And certainly, you know, people like Jerry Dias are making an awful lot of noise. But if they're already unionized private uh, unions, uh, and the private unions can't do much to change it, it does sound like it might make the headlines now, but it won't for long. Yeah, it's one of those things. It was clearly negotiated ahead of time, and, uh, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, but, so, you know, it, it's important ahead. to keep in mind. Yeah. No, go ahead. It's, it's important to keep in mind that not just in this situation, but speaking more broadly about temporary incentive and measures, is that the onus is on the employer to establish that it was clearly communicated the temporary nature at the outset to its employees. So, in the event that an employer, whether it be Lawlaws or anyone else, had not communicated uh, that the benefit was temporary. And those employees who are impacted, they very well may have a viable claim for either unpaid wages or, in some instances, grounds to assert that their employer has terminated the, their employment relationship by way of what is called a constructive dismissal. Right. Okay. Now, given given this pandemic is still not over, even though we all think it is, um, it's still very much, there are still lots of cases in the GTHA, as we've been talking about. Um, could one argue, well, it is still a risk for me to come to work. It is still a risk every time I touch the, the, the cash or, or deal with a customer or stock a shelf. There is still a danger to the job, especially given we don't know if and when a second wave hits. And if the second wave does hit, should there and can there be an expectation that they can get that two dollars an hour back. I mean, I don't know that we said there should be an expectation, um, as it appears to be kind of a gratuitous thing to get to create an incentive to people to get onto the uh, to report to work at the initial outbreak, right? A lot of people at the beginning were really unnerved and feeling you know very fearful. Um, you know, I agree that we're a lot of people are cre- facing this as though uh, we're at the end of the pandemic when we're right in the heart of it. But people are becoming increasingly more comfortable in, in being out in public. I mean, look what we saw at Trinity Bellwoods a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, and, and now, you know, the reality is that the employer probably isn't facing as much of uh, a burden to get people to report to work as they were at the outset. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this incentive was a more so a response to the fact that people didn't want to work rather than a reward for people who are working. Right. So now the onus is really up to the employee that, you know, if they don't like the conditions, don't like the pay, then they are free then to go find something else in a climate, as you well know, that there are probably not a lot of hiring jobs at this point, because a lot of businesses, certainly in the GTA in Toronto area, just wouldn't be hiring right now. Yeah, it's an it's an extremely difficult market out there. And, you know, we're we're regularly seeing people obviously not only on layoffs and terminations, but experiencing significant wage cuts far greater than, you know, losing the $2 an hour premium. We're oftentimes seeing people facing reductions of 20 to 30%. And, you know, people don't know what their rights are. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. it varies on a case-by-case basis, uh, particularly since we're operating in such uncharted waters. And when we look at these issues, we have to consider a number of factors, including whether or not the employer's ground for implementing a wage reduction are legitimate, Um, Because I'm sure you've seen it, I've seen it. Some businesses are adjusting and even thriving in the the COVID economy, while others are facing far more dire straits. Um, There's all kinds of of other things to consider, like the Canada emergency wage subsidy. You know, it, it may be a relevant consideration to inquire as to whether your employer has applied for the wage subsidy if you're being faced with a potential pay cut. 
because, you know, if they have applied and they haven't qualified, well, then it sounds like business may not be so bad. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to ask the right questions, and, and it's definitely right to seek out advice uh, for your situation because, unfortunately, it's not a one-size-fits-all. No. And if there's anything this pandemic has taught us, it's that uh, everything can change on a dime and you either pivot with it and succeed or you can get left behind really, really quickly. And again, know your rights, uh, because at the end of the day, you're going to be the only one who can able to protect yourself. Oh, it's such a troubled time. But uh, uh, Greg, I do appreciate you uh, joining us. Thank you. It was my pleasure.